0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Who Are You Trying to Please? The Jewish religious leaders in Jesus' day had institutionalized hypocrisy. They were religious hypocrites to the extreme. As they outwardly tried to impress people with their spirituality, they emphasized three forms of piety in particular. One, almsgiving. Two, prayer. And three, fasting. Fasting and prayer often go together, but not always. Fasting is never commanded in the New Testament, but neither is it forbidden. It is never commanded, but on some level it is assumed. Fasting is indicative of setting aside the normal routine of life, including eating, to intensely seek after God. Jesus says, Matthew 6.16, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Jesus warns that fasting is not to be done with hypocritical showmanship. Spiritual hypocrites do everything for show. It's all about them. Recall that Jesus made this same emphasis regarding giving and praying earlier in the chapter, verse 2 and 5. Likewise, in the matter of fasting, Jesus says, Don't be a play actor. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a phony hypocrite who puts on a show like you are all pious when in reality you are not. Jesus really calls out these hypocrites. They made themselves look all sad and disfigured their faces to be sure and make it obvious to everyone all around that they were fasting. How perverse! True fasting is all about intensely seeking God. But these people were making it all about the promotion of self. Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. That's it. That is all they're ever going to get. Before God, this counts for nothing. They have no lasting reward. In contrast, Jesus says, Matthew 6, 17, 18, But you, when you fast... Anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. No, Jesus assumes that his disciples may at times fast, saying, when you fast. They are to go about like normal, applying their regular hygiene regimen. They are not to seek attention. God knows. Keep it between you and God and God will reward you. Fasting is to be done unto God, which, of course, is the whole point anyway. Make it a matter of worship between you and God. In verse 18, we have the tenth use of the word Father in verses 1 through 18. This is all about how God's children are to carry on in the matter of pious living regarding almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. Our focus is to be on God and God alone. We are to live for an audience of one, namely God Himself. Now a footnote on fasting. In the Old Testament there was one time of fasting that was commanded, and that was on the Day of Atonement. It is described in, in the terms of quote, you shall afflict your souls, Leviticus 2327. Thus they were to humble themselves before the Lord. However, there is no parallel of prescribed self humiliating emphasis related to fasting in the New Testament. In addition, the Jews had added other times of fasting to their calendar in the Old Testament. Even so, God rebuked them for not having God-oriented fasts, as seen in Zechariah 7, five, It reads, Say to all the people of the land and to the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, during those seventy years, did you really fast for me? For me? End of quote. In the New Testament, we see that some of the Pharisees fasted twice a week as a means of promoting their own self-righteousness. But there are not many verses related to the church that specifically address fasting. However, there are a number of verses where inferior manuscripts have inserted the word fasting, such as in Matthew 17.21, Mark 9.29, Acts 10.30, and 1 Corinthians 7.5. In the church age, there have been many assertions about fasting that are not really borne out in the text of Scripture. There are no examples of religious fasting in the epistles and only two examples in the book of Acts. Acts 13, 1-3, Acts 14:23. In Acts 13:1 through 3 the church was fasting prior to sending out the first missionaries, but no instructions are given. It's a general statement. In Acts 14:23, elders were appointed with prayer and fasting, but again... No instruction is given. Perhaps one reason fasting is acknowledged but not elaborated on is because of the persistent danger of asceticism, ritualism, and mysticism. In the early 2nd century, a Christian instruction book called the Didache said, quote, Let not your fast be with the hypocrites, for they fast on Mondays and Thursdays. He's talking about the practice of pious Jews. But do your fast on Wednesdays and Fridays." end of quote. Well, that was to completely miss the point as it just exchanged one set of days for another. In recent times, fasting has become a big emphasis in some Christian circles. There's a lot of hype promoting it as an important part of sanctification. There's a lot of hype, but not much scripture that rightly divides the word. Gary Gilley says, Quote, there are strong opinions on both sides of this issue. Some believe that fasting is the missing ingredient in the spiritual life of Christians today. If we would but fast as the Old Testament saints fasted, we would know God's power in ways that we do not know now. But as we examine scripture pertaining to the church age, we discover some interesting things. While fasting is never prohibited in the epistles, neither is it ever promoted. There is no instruction to fast, and there are no prescribed fasts for the church. As a matter of fact, fasting seems to be one of the areas specifically addressed by Paul to be a matter of personal conviction, Romans 14, Colossians 2. If you want to fast, do so, but don't require it of others or make it a a test of spirituality or expect it to aid in your sanctification, end quote, Pastor Gary Gilley. Questions.org says, quote, The theology of fasting is a theology of priorities in which believers are given the opportunity to express themselves in an undivided and intensive devotion to the Lord and to the concerns of spiritual life, End quote. Well, thus we see that sometimes fasting is coupled with prayer, signifying an intense time of focused prayer being in view. But as Jesus taught, this is never to be done for show, There are two examples of the church fasting and praying, but that's it. There are many more examples of praying, such as the dramatic prayer meeting in Acts 4, 23-31, where there is no hint of fasting. I take it there may, may well be intense times of fasting and prayer, but it's not the norm, and there are no formulas given in the New Testament for how specifically you should carry out a fast. It's up to you. Really, between you and God... As you intensely seek God in this way, keep it between you and him, and he will reward you accordingly. The story is told, and this is a story that I heard from John MacArthur, the story is told about a supposed holy man in the East who covered himself with ashes as a sign of his humility. When tourists asked permission to take his picture, the mystic quickly rearranged his ashes to give the best possible image of his pious humility. Well, a great deal of religion is about people rearranging their ashes, in effect, to try and impress people about how spiritual they are. But before God, all such hypocrisy is a sham. In reality, such piety is all about a commitment to self and not to God. God is looking for heart commitment to Him, not merely outward show. He wants what's real. Seek to please an audience of one, namely God. Paul summed it up well in 2 Corinthians 5.9, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. It's all about pleasing Him. Live for Him. In Galatians 1.10, Paul said, For if I am now seeking the approval of man, he asked the question, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Lord, in all of our uh, serving you, in all of our uh, pious outward things that uh, we we may do, such as giving or, or praying or fasting, Lord, help us to ever be mindful that really you are watching everything and really everything is to be done unto you. It's for you. Uh, it should be. Uh, that's the calling. It's it's not about outwardly trying to impress people. And as Paul says, uh, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. We really can't have it both ways. Are we really serving you or are we serving self by putting self on display in an ostentatious way? So, Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. Help us to serve you, uh, as Paul says, in everything um, The goal is to be pleasing to you, to hear your well done, thou good and faithful servant. So help us to keep our eyes on Jesus and to serve you from our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.